Hello and welcome to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast produced by me, Fraser McGrew, for Aleph Insights. In this series of podcasts, we take a look at interesting topics and discuss what we think they tell us about analysis and decision making. I'm here with Peter Coghill and Nick Hare of Aleph Insights, and this week we're discussing why we give to charity. Nick, uh, why do we want to talk about this? Yeah, so I came across an interesting story recently, which was uh, that a lady called Hari Miller had um, started a new job, and and in her desk she found a an order of service for for the funeral of a of a young woman who's like twenty one year old woman who died uh, of of an epi- uh, of a type of epile- epilepsy, mm. and um, anyway she po- she sort of posted about that on on the internet, and you know said yeah, this, this is sad and so on. Um, and the uh, this that she died in 2018. Uh, this woman, but the uh, Just Giving page that her dad had set up was suddenly inundated with with uh, donations. Yeah. Um. Uh, for for the Epilepsy Society, and apparently they they raised you know over a hundred thousand pounds. People being sympathetic to this particular case. Mm. Um. And I kind of intrigued me because uh. I, I just thought, well, that because that's it doesn't seem like the most rational approach, you know, that you give money to charity um, because you someone has uh, discovered that someone died of something. Like, if that is all it takes, why aren't we going around looking for things that people die of more? Well, we know people die of things. Why? Why? You know, it shouldn't be news that people die of things. Yeah. So why is it that this particular case? caught people's attention and prompted them to give money to the epilepsy charity yeah because like we know epilepsy exists surely that's not news to people so i think this question of should should we is that a good way of doing it right should should we do do it on the basis of kind of intuition and emotional appeal or should we try and do it on the basis of sort of cost effectiveness because they produce very different outcomes and i I'm not sure which is which is which approach is sort of net in net terms better. So when you say in uh, on the basis of cost effectiveness, uh, what do you mean? Well, um, let's say you want to save lives with your pound. Mm. Actually, there's a better a better example drawn from the Effective Altruism uh, uh, Society, who who um, are, are the really they they've looked, there's a lot of information that they've looked at about which which charities are most cost effective and they use the example of you know what if you it, you can either donate a hundred pounds to a society in the u.s um which give which gives guide dogs to the blind yeah. and you know it costs forty thousand dollars to to get a guide dog or you can fund an you know five operations somewhere in sub-saharan africa which restore people's sight your hundred hundred dollars can buy you know one four hundredth of a guide dog, or it can save five people's sight. Which of those is better, right? Now you you don't even need to worry about okay what's you know what's whether it's worth it. It's not a value for money question. What it is is I'm interested in helping blind people. How can my hundred pounds be best used? One four hundredth of a guide dog, or five people who get their sight restored. Do you agree that the latter is probably the better option? Mm-hmm, yeah. That's all cost effectiveness is. It's like saying, well, how do we get the best charity bang for our mm. buck? Okay. Uh, Peter? Uh, well, yeah, d- d- just 
dip into the effective altruism bit a bit further, there are kind of, there are the, the, although the, the effective altruism is a, a very kind of purist uh, ethos to how charities how, how how you should select giving to charities. There are pra- there are sort of practical derivations of that. So one for, one example is uh, a charity called GiveWell whose job it is to um i think they they both act as a broker for charitable donations so you give to give well uh they um then give money proportionally to a bunch of charities that they have assessed through some very decent detailed research about how effective they are in dealing with um, whatever problem it is they're dealing with, and they have various metrics about how you know, how how they've reduced harm or they've saved lives, um, but they also look into key things about charities like how corrupt are they or how uh, um, how transparent and accountable are they, and c- crucially how capable they are of dealing with more donations because some charities suffer when they get lots of donations they can't deal with all the money and mm. they, they, there's inefficiencies as a result so they so this if you if you want uh, if you want to maximize the benefit that your donation gives gives well a good start the problem is though that your goals for what your what your charity money wants to do might be different you know it might not be i want to save lives it might be i want to save animals yeah. um so in which case give well will fall down because they, they you know they they value human life over animal life and that yeah. sort of thing yeah but um, i mean okay but the thing is though that's all very well i mean that's a, that seems like a minor quibble to me because the problem is that even when given the opportunity to give cost effectively um people still don't right and when they're presented with like hypothetical choices between cost-effective uh things which are less emotional mm. and and uh you know uh, in cost ineffective options which maybe just you know have a panda on the front they will go for the panda and there's a there's a famous um well it's relatively famous um experiment looking at this issue of sort of scope insensitivity that people don't you know there are literally orders of magnitude between the effectiveness of different ways you can give to charity um and um, there was an experiment where people were asked how much they would be willing to donate um, if there had been an oil spill, right? And and you can help save birds by putting protective nets over the oil spill. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how much this is true, but the, the point is that that's, that's the thing that people were asked. And <clears throat> people were asked, okay, it's either going to affect 2,000 birds, 20,000 birds, or 200,000 birds, right? So different people were asked different numbers of birds. Hmm. And um, basically, people said the same. They said they'd donate eighty dollars. It's probably a lie, but they, you know, they're probably fibbing. But the point is that they didn't even moderate that to the number of birds. Um, people like they just, they just don't care. They don't care how many birds it affects. It's just mm-hmm. oh, it affects some bird somewhere. So here's eighty dollars. So you know, it, it, I don't. I don't think people, even if they have a definite goal in mind. There's no evidence that people give in a kind of way that attempts to maximize that. So I'm, I'm, I mean, I and I think people are giving to charity for all kinds of different reasons. So this is, I think, this is a fundal, fundamental problem that you guys have at um, Aleph Insights, right? Which is, I mean, and what what this, as I understand, what 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 you do at Aleph Insights is you provide consultancy on 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 really what this podcast is about which is analysis and decision making how to get better at those things right which is a rational approach however as we know you know we live 
in an irrational world and people are not rational um so you, you know you, you poor guys you're you're a voice crying in the wilderness okay so flipping it on his head you know i come a little bit from the background of sales and marketing and what you're oh. sort of and what you're taught in that is let's say i've got this pandas new, stick a panda on it yeah let's say i've got this new wonderful uh microphone um the way not to sell it is to tell you all the facts and the figures. Well, it might be the way to sell it to Peter, actually. Um, all the facts exactly and the figures how to sell it to and, me, yeah. you know, how one, you know, and, and all the data about how it's improved and, and the, you know, the gigawatts and the amps and all this kind of business. That's a big microphone talking gigawatts. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm sold. <laughs> and um, but that's not the way to sell it to your audience. The way to sell it is kind of like you know something along the lines of this mic will get you more sex basically yeah and make you look really beautiful and people will love you oh yeah and it is working for you and and you don't when when seeking investment as a startup don't concentrate on why your thing's the best thing you know sell them like the sell sell the ethos of why what you do so apple don't say well we make really good phones and they're really nice and pretty and they say they say we are about connecting people. We are yeah. about design. Your life will be simple. And we just and happen yeah. to make phones. Yeah. Okay, I agree so, with... I agree, so, with, I agree wait, with... Wait, hold on, Nick, before you that. come in. So, so uh, this is the challenge. I mean, I don't think anyone would dispute what you're saying. Um, but how do you get around that because people are always going to want to donate to a charity who's got no, their favorite fluffy just, animals I agree, on it. I agree with some of your analysis here but i disagree with your anal- your your uh, assumption about what's driving it right yeah i agree that people's behavior is sort of partly you know what how you describe in that you know people are motivated by by pandas and not by you know outcomes um but i don't i totally disagree when you said people are basically irrational right because if you asked people how much they would be willing to... That's a general... Yeah, no, right. if it, it's like if, if someone said to me, how much would you, you know, accept to sell one of your books? I might say, well, it depends on the book, but, you know, 20 quid. But if they said, what about a thousand of your books? I wouldn't still say 20 quid, mm. right? And yet that's what we see in the way that people give to charity. People are not irrational. People are completely rational about the allocating resources when they are enjoying the benefit. What we're talking about here is something else, which is that, you know, people are giving a chucking money into a pot and mm. they've got no idea what the benefits are. Most of the time when people give money to charity, they don't follow up or care or research, you know, what impact is actually having. Um because I don't think people are giving to charity because they want, or most people who give to charity don't do it because they want some outcome to get better. Um, you know, and I think it, in a way it's rational of them to, to not care because it's not affecting them. Um, if people really cared, in inverted commas, they would give money to the things that produced the best outcomes. But the fact is that they don't care right they they don't really care about what they're giving money for they're giving money to charity for their own reasons yeah so and i think and so i, I, I d- think they're being rational yeah. they're being rational but but the point is that it's rational in a sense yeah. in a narrow sense to not really care about the outcomes for people who aren't you yeah i mean so the so the remind me nick the 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 story that you introduced us with what 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 so there was a charity page that it was um it was the epilepsy society was it, but what was, it was it was it a just what, giving the just giving yeah. so yes yeah, so the so I think the, these just the, these new charity type websites, the, the the crowdfunding kind of websites like Just Giving and GoFundMe, etc., are particularly vulnerable to a particular kind of uh, driver for giving to charity, which is that sort of instant gratification, quick fix. Um, 
I'm I'm feeling sad about my life because I hate my job and I'm stuck on the central line. I'll quickly give five pounds to charity to make myself feel better. Mm. Kind of um, mode of charitable giving, rather than the more calculated. You know, I I have a month. I don't personally, but one that may have a sort of monthly sponsorship of a panda in in in, in the China, in a Chinese zoo, and you get a little leaflet every month, and it's kind of like a more enduring relationship with that with that giving. Um, you're more, you're sort of more cycle more cognitively vested in it rather than just a quick fix like I, I need a cup of coffee kind of quick fix um but yeah so and i i thought that's interesting I, i'm not sure i've found, i couldn't find many many um figures to comparative figures the old fashioned kind of charity versus these new charities about how vulnerable they are to fraud but there's been some fairly big ticket uh uh cases in relatively recent years where these GoFundMe website types have been used uh, by fraudsters to extract lots of money. Okay. A good, good example was the the case of uh, it was um, Mrs. Uh, uh, McClure and a guy called Johnny Bobbit who <laughs> con- concocted a story. Johnny Bobbit was a homeless homeless man in the in the states, and they concocted a story whereby uh, Johnny Bobbit had sort of given this this woman uh, McClure a uh, $20 or something to buy gas to get home because she'd lost her wallet an entirely fictional story but it took off massively it raised nearly just over uh, $400,000 um from people spotting it going oh it's a really nice story here's a few here's a few dollars um but it was entirely fictional so they, they, but it is this and this was all this all came to light and they've been prosecuted as a result um but the the point is the, so the the there there was sort of there were problems with the way that the money was spent and things that didn't actually go to uh, Johnny Bobby, but he did benefit from it. Um, he was actually homeless, and yet he was still convicted and went to jail um, because of the story was wrong. But the, the outcome is kind of what well, at people least he's wanted. Not homeless if he's in jail. Yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah, but I mean, he was he, he did he did benefit. He got so he got money from from this. Uh, but, but was the, he the initiator of it? Well, I think I, I I'm not clear. I think I think he. And the, the, this McClure woman and her partner at the time, they 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 sort of concocted the story and found this guy and convinced him to play along. I quite like this actually. This is yeah, this it's... is a really good bit of fraud. But they yeah. well, it's a really bad bit of fraud because they got found out. But yeah. uh... um, I think they got found out in classic fraud, you know, classic criminal ways because they started spending loads of money yeah. on big cars and yeah. stuff. <laughs> um, Suddenly, Johnny Bonnet Bobbit turns up with a with a sort of you know a fur coat. And, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, actually, Johnny his... Bobbit didn't do so well. Out of the four hundred thousand dollars, he he, I think he got around seventy five thousand dollars. That's still not bad. But it's not if bad. You're one minute you're homeless and then you've got seventy five k in the bank. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah four, four, fourteen and a half thousand people were duped into donating to this charity. Um, uh, but yeah, so that but I think that and I yeah, and I, but it pro- I mean, look, that probably does more good than all the money people give to Oxfam. I mean, the problem is that you know when they've when they've tried to when people have tried to evaluate the impact of a lot of the you know charities that people give a lot of money to, the big ones, they can't really. It's very hard yeah. to find any evidence that they're adding very much value. The ones that the charitable causes, which um, you know where it appears you get the highest value. Uh, are really boring things yeah. like uh, like you know the classic malaria nets and um, vitamin supplements right really cheap huge impact um, deworming drugs so just deworming tablets providing those for people all over you know in sort of poverty stricken parts of the world or even flat out cash transfers 
like the easiest thing of all like you you, you give 20 pounds to charity you literally give that 20 pounds to someone poor somewhere adds more value than um you know than all of the stuff that oxfam does yeah i i, I well, it wasn't the value that i was questioning in the the johnny bobbit case uh it was more like the, the i think the mode of the charity invites uh, but, uh, this what kind i'm saying of though is that is that we might feel a bit outraged by that but the point is that i sort of think well good on them i mean you know they've 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 got people have feel good about giving money to charity they've all they've benefited three people have demonstrably benefited mm. which is you know three more than none um and i think in a way it exposes I, I don't feel too bad about it because in a way i think it exposes people's you know people aren't giving to charity because there's a kind of you know coherent motive to it and mm. i mean if you're gonna give to charity on the basis of oh that guy looks you yeah, know well, I, I, sad, I, I, i'll I, give him some money and I think then, the, these sites, like GoFundMe, is particularly uh, successful in exactly that. But I, the, the, where it's different is that the people are honest about their people are honest about their intent for the money. So there are lots of pe- there are lots of GoFundMe saying, "Oh, fund my college education," and or "Fund my buy me new car because I need to get to work and I can't afford a car." And, they, and these things, work? Do yeah, they, they raise, work. Yeah. They they work. I mean, they don't. They obviously, they don't all work, but some 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 sometimes they get picked up. by what the, the drivers for, for success? Chair. Um, I'm not sure. I've not looked right. into that. But look, I mean, what it must be about, and it goes back to what I was talking about before, is about it's about um, eliciting emotion from people, right? Yeah, and it's, it's being, about probably story. being attractive. It's, and no, it's about having story. A, right. It's like having a backstory, right? Um, that. Yeah, I think I think it boils down to like the, the going back again, the the the, the, the just giving it a GoFundMe a very social media driven kind of things, and the successful ones go viral in in the and they, they and they go viral because they. They tug on certain heartstrings. They're, they're, uh, they are particularly good at invading your brain as a meme because they they appeal to some particular emotion like guilt or anger or uh, or, 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 or or charity. Um, yeah, it's, it, that's and that's what yeah. caused them to spread, and that's what caused them to be successful. Yeah, and I think um, that really is a sort of microcosm of what the evidence suggests, summing it all together, which is that people don't choose to give to charity on the basis of outcomes you know the the evi- looking at the evidence of why it is that people are responsive to charity um or charitable pleas is the thing that really makes a difference is having a single identifiable beneficiary um mm. rather than any amount of statistical information about about how how much good your donation will do um now that's so you know i think that's i know you you mock us for being overly rational but i just i think you know there's no doubt that the world would be a better place here if people were motivated by by stats rather than by you know a a, a sad looking a sad looking panda but having said all that um i do wonder if it's the case that actually you know people don't have a charity budget they don't go i've got I'm going to give a thousand pounds to charity. Let's find out what the best thing to give to it is. Mm. Um, they go, uh, I was going to spend this on, on booze and fags, but I might give it to charity instead. So is it, it might be the case. I probably say it almost certainly is the case that actually if, if we kind of banned in some sense or discouraged people from doing charity, charitable appeals on the basis of individuals, probably all that would happen is those people would spend the money on booze and fags and not give it at all mm. well, we so, have... so i'm not i'm not sure there is a an answer to this yeah. i mean yeah. and, and and the 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 um there's a there's a long history in charity of the kind of opportunistic 
appeal thing. So people standing with a bucket, shaking a bucket at the train station. Yeah. That's exactly what that is. It's kind of draw. It gets your attention and then shows you some. It, it, show, it plays on some emotion in your head. And if they if people weren't shaking buckets, then there wouldn't be. You wouldn't ever see that charity. It's it, you would you would never have heard of it to think of to donate to it. Yeah, I mean, I just can't think. You know what what a solution might be to even out these inefficiencies, because you know uh, you you mentioned something there, um, Nick. But also, if you had you know. A government centrally appointed charity distribution set it it just well we do that is, is the welfare state we've got that yeah but it doesn't that. but it okay but and it, the nhs no but hold on it doesn't it doesn't take up it doesn't exclude completely any kind of uh other charitable donations in fact it, no they're completely separate because no, they, it's, what, it's, it's institutionalized charity that's what redistribution no, no, is i think fraser's saying there are no such things as independently run charities. It's all funneled through a government. Yeah. What? What is? No. So what I'm saying is, it's let's say, let's oh, say. Oh, if we if we basically nationalised all charity. Correct. Right. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. And well, we have nationalised most charity. I mean, let's just that's the welfare state is massive. Okay, but then much bigger than everyone's charity donations put together. So. Yeah, the uh, UK charity sector is around seventy six billion. Yeah, and, and and NHS plus uh, plus welfare payments are something like f- f- be about three or four times that. Hmm. So, hmm. well, so then you can a bit, it seems. Um, yeah, I don't think I've given a suitable defence of of that thing about the NHS. But anyway, uh, before we finish off, um, anything because there's something I want to go on to, okay. uh, Peter. Yeah, I think if if you are interested in effective altruism and giving maximising the effect of your money, then there are. There are things out there to help you. So read into effective altruism. You might want to become an effective altruism extremist and go nuts and just give everything away that you don't need. Uh, or you actually might just giving to charities that give well on other such sites recommend. That's a good start. But it's a sort of personal preference thing. Um, but trust in analysis because if you want to maximize things, there's a rational way of doing it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Good. So look, um, to finish us off, I think there's an obvious question to ask here: is do you do- donate to charity, and if so, which one uh, or ones? Uh, Nick? Yeah, uh, well, I don't like to talk about it, obviously. I but you like to hide your light under a bush. But right? that's because I don't give any money to charity. Ah. Now I, I could come up, I could con- construct a print, some kind of you know um, pr- attempt at a principled defence of this. Um, but I, I don't really have one, other than to say that I don't. It doesn't. I don't think it makes sense to suggest that people ought to give money to charity. Like, if if we were to say you ought to give money to charity and you ought to feel bad if you don't, then then the logical conclusion is you should give everything you have away because there's always someone poorer than you. Mm. Um, I don't think that's the case. I don't think the world would be better if if that was a moral um, rule. <clears throat> and as we talked about earlier, I mean, I do. I pay uh, tax. And I've been paying tax for 20 years. And that is doing a hell of a lot of good. You know, mm-hmm. that that is that's we have institutionalized charity in the UK. Whatever I if I decide to put a pound in an Oxfam box, that is a waste compared to, you know, the, the, the good that the pound will do if I give it to the government to give it to someone else. Okay. So I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not making a big I'm not trying to sound like I have come. To, I've this is the result of me having done some calculation that I think this is better. It's just that I don't think I 
I don't think I have a, an obligation to give. Well, it's a shame because in one fell swoop, you've destroyed our listenership amongst banders. Um, but the good news <laughs> is there's not many of them around, so it's it's not it's not too bad. Um, Peter, what about you? Do you do, uh, do you know Nate? Not not to not to charities as you might think, like I don't donate to animal charities, etc. But I do occasionally give money when they when they've got a campaign on to the. Uh, uh, wiki foundation who run ah, yes, uh, yes, wikipedia yeah. it's a resource that i use all the time um i'm a big fan of it um and i feel i i, I you know chuck them a few quid every six months or so mm. because it feels like i'm i'm using it so i should i should give some money to it to keep it going because if it ever went away that'd be a very sad thing and in a similar vein there are um lots of on lots of uh, open source online tools that i use that there's, there's an optional donation. If it's something I use particularly regularly, in order to support the developers who uh, w- would otherwise potentially stop doing that and mm. it, the thing would go away, then I will donate to it. So it, you might argue that it's a very selfish approach to donation, but it's a sort of voluntary payment for something that I that yeah. I find useful. But I mean, given that people are normally just paying for the, for a warm glow, which as we've discussed, rather than because they actually care about the outcomes... I wouldn't feel too bad about that. And just so Peter doesn't get all the virtue points, I just yeah. want to point that I do all that as well. And I've got a bunch <laughs> of I've got a bunch of uh, of, page, of sort of Patreon um, people who I who I give money to, and um, and of course, most significantly, Board Game Geek, the best website on the internet. So I'm always always donate to them every year. Oh, warming the cockles of my heart. Yeah. Um... Yeah, no, I used to do have a sort of donation set up to the Red Cross just because uh, I got caught by a chugger once, I think, and that, and that's all. Um, so not for any particularly good reason, but I don't think I donate to anything now. No, I just, You're a bit of a charity case yeah. yourself, <laughs> Fraser. <so> you... <laughs> exactly. I need all the help I can get. Well, we'll be getting you lunch as usual. After uh, this, yes, so. indeed. Thank you. <laughs> okay, um, we'll wrap up there. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast. I'm Fraser McGrewer. We've been here with Peter Coggle and Nick Hare of Aleph Insights. Until next time, goodbye. Goodbye.